Hey, it's Kathy. I just want to let you know that I'm doing a free five-day workshop. It's called the Abundance Activation Challenge, and it starts today. And it's not too late for you to join us. Today is the last day to join. Go to kathyheller.com slash five-day to sign up. The pre-party has been happening, and it's been such a blast. There's so many high-vibe women in there who are ready to call in more abundance. I know that you will love that you showed up for this. I'll be live at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern every day this week, teaching you how to become a master manifester. You are just going to have the best time. If you want to join us, sign up at kathyheller.com slash five day. You can say, I'm going to get joy out of this, that this is not going to break me. And I'm going to turn this little bit into much. That's been the thing that God has shown me is that if you would count it all joy that when you cry, that I bottle up your tears and then I use that bottle of tears to water the seeds that you've been planting. And from that seed from the ground, up from it will spring a harvest of joy. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the Kathy Heller podcast. So I'm actually recording this intro right now from Vail, Colorado. I am on a special weekend with about 200 people with Dr. Joe Dispenza and we are meditating and I can't wait to keep you guys posted on all the beautiful insights and breakthroughs. It's been so cool so far. I've actually never been to Vail and um, it's beautiful. It was hard to leave last night. My uh, six-year-old was really sad that I was going to be away. And I even considered like, maybe I shouldn't go. And for any of you who ever have that battle where you want to carve out time for yourself and for your own self-development, but you also want to be there for your kids, I just want to say that I see you and I get it. And in the end, I feel like it's actually an amazing opportunity for me to have this time, but also to come back and model for my girls that this is really so essential that we all take care of ourselves. And it's also a huge opportunity for my husband because the kids tend to come to me and it gives him a chance to really be there and step up and for them to like go to daddy, you know, for things that they come to me for. So I got some pictures from my best friend who was with them they were all together today. She's like, everyone's happy. Everyone's swimming. So I'm happy about that. And I'm so happy about today's episode. Oh my gosh. Mignon Francois is here and she's so delicious. She's so incredible. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. Before we dive in, I just want to let you know that I am so excited because September 6th is the kickoff call for the new community that I just created called The Quilt. The Quilt is a place where we each get to come together as we all share a common thread. That common thread is the search for what feels like our highest and best self and that consciousness that really unlocks us. And I wanted a community where we could be real, like truly not be the person that we have created, not this persona, but who we really are. And also I wanted to be around such high vibration women that we could co-create together, we can meditate together and collaborate together. So in this quilt, you are going to earn stitches for collaborating together. And every week when we gather, there will be an opportunity to earn a stitch by supporting one of the women in this group by doing an Instagram live together or shouting somebody out to tell your audience to follow or doing a podcast guesting on somebody else's podcast. But Together, we will brainstorm, we will meditate, we will co-create and manifest and design our lives and also just create a remarkable space of honesty. If you want to join the quilt, you can go to kathyheller.com slash quilt and our kickoff call is September 6th. Anyone who joins by September 6th, you're also going to get a free Ignite Your Abundance call. It's a two-hour live session with me that will normally be billed at $4.97. You will get that for free. So I can't wait. You can go to kathyheller.com slash quilt to join me. Okay, well today, you are literally in for such a treat. Mignon Francois is here, as I said, and she is amazing. 
She was a stay-at-home mom who turned her last $5 into a $10 million cupcake empire called the Cupcake Collection. And as the founder and CEO, she's using that business to be a lighthouse in her community to light the way for other entrepreneurs to see what they can do if they believe. She's going to tell us this unbelievable story of how she was able to make this her reality, but you can get a fuller scope of what happened by reading her beautiful book. It's called Made From Scratch, Finding Success Without a Recipe. In this book, she shares her whirlwind journey of climbing out of a life of continuous upsets, struggles, and lack, and building a legacy that would bless her and future generations. This book is going to empower anyone who reads it to overcome their own obstacles and build that dream business or that dream life, even without a ton of resources. You have to get yourself a copy because you're going to want to probably get copies for your family and friends as well. This was hands down one of the most epic interviews we've ever done. Not only does Mignon have such a sparkly energy and a fierce spirit, but she's so deeply connected to her faith and to the divine, and it just pours out in her every word. It was such a blessing and an honor. I know you're going to fall in love with her. So without further ado, please welcome the one and only Mignon Francois. Mignon, I'm so happy that you're here. We've been talking for a few minutes before we officially started, and I just get it. I get how special you are immediately. And I'm so happy you're here. So thank you for coming. I'm excited too. Thank you for having me. Like on the inside of me, there's this this burning desire to scream, but I'm not sure how loud I can actually. I love you so much. And I, I just love that people like you just show up in my world sometimes. It's such a giant gift. It's forget Disneyland. It's like, this is the best ride. I want to be honest, just unpack this Christmas present, which is you. I love your story, it. your vibration, your sweetness, your faith, your passion. Okay. So we're obviously going to talk about the new book, right? Cause the new book really is the old book. It tells the whole story. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to make sure our listeners know how important this is to get, read, understand, integrate. But I want to go back before all of this because I want to really give us like context for this transformation. Before the cupcakes, before you started to even know that you were being called and being assigned to lead and to lift, what led you there? What was the moment before? And then I want to know how you pulled yourself up by your divinity to actually Mm. let that girl that other girl who up until that moment had not heeded the call, how did you get her to feel worthy enough to step in to who you really are? Mm-hmm. What is that whole journey? Tell us a little bit about it if you can. Yeah. This whole question is the reason why I had to write a book. Yeah. Clearly. I had to write this book so that other women out there would know what they could do if they believe. So before all of this, I was a stay-at-home mom who was drowning in debt and brokenness. We were losing everything that we had, including the house that our business is now in right now today. When my husband asked me for a divorce after 21 years of marriage, I don't know what I'm going to do because my life has been taking care of your children while you bring home whatever is left for me to manage. And there are many days that we don't have light. Mm. And there are many days that we don't have water because we couldn't afford it. And this is a recession. This is 2008. The mm-hmm. economy is turning down and we are in the business of building the atmosphere up. So my ex-husband was a contractor working, building houses and things. And so we're in the business that's required an up economy and the economy is going down. We don't have a savings. We don't have any money. We don't have any credit. And I hear this man on the radio say you could get out of debt by having a bake sale or a garage sale. Problem is, I can't have a garage sale because I moved to Nashville selling everything that I had to get here. And then when we got to Nashville, the thing that we came to Nashville for fell through as soon as we got here. So we needed those tools that we sold to get here. Now, what are we supposed to do? When... We find this house. We start living here to raise our family here, but we start becoming known in the neighborhood because we have a whole bunch of kids and the neighborhood loves our kids. And they don't know that we've been living in this house a lot of times without electricity. And my neighbor knocks on the door. I have been practicing this thing that Dave Ramsey was saying that you could do, have a bake sale to get out of debt. 
I had called my grandmother on the phone, who was my favorite baker. And she said, why are you trying to do this in the kitchen? You don't even like to be in there. And I said, because of the man on the radio. And so she says, okay, open up your hand. Get this much flour. Get this much salt. Like she begins to shout out ingredients. And all of a sudden, 17 years before, what didn't make sense in college when I was studying to be a doctor all of a sudden made sense in my kitchen and what I couldn't apply to the human body, I can now totally see it making sense in the kitchen. And so I start making these scientific reactions that I call cupcake. (laughs) I started going out into my neighborhood and sharing them with people to see if they thought it was good. And as they would take down one house, they would put up 15. And so I would see real estate agents coming. I would say, my family says, so good, will you taste it? And they'd offer me money on the street. And I realized I had something that could save me. Oh. And my neighbor, when she knocked on the door, she asked me to make cupcakes for all of her clients for the season. This was going to be 600 cupcakes. But I had been sitting in the back of my house with no electricity in the dark. And I was doing this Dave Ramsey baby step plan, trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. And when you're in a situation like I was in, you can't even afford to put your money in the bank because a one cent mishap, it's so unfair, a one penny mishap will send you into an overdraft that now costs you $35, which makes you short for the next thing, which gives you another bank draft, which leaves you shorter for the next thing. And it's just a domino effect that you'll never catch up with. So I'm in the back of the house putting money into envelopes, trying to make any ends meet. When she asked for this, and I had just realized I only had $5 left and I hadn't saved anything for the kids to eat for the week. She sees the perplexity on my face and says, okay, listen, When you make some, I'll pay you some. And so I'm like, okay, so I give you cupcakes, you give me money. Every time she says yes. And so I say, okay, and I close the door. And I immediately have this come to Jesus moment, talk with God. God, why would you give me this opportunity to make cupcakes right now when I have no electricity, I have no money to take it? And God said, but I feed birds and they don't toil or store up in barns. How much more will I give you who looks like me? And for the flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, Solomon and all of his splendor wasn't even clothed like one of them. And I heard that in my spirit and I said, okay, God. And I walked to the Kroger just a couple blocks down the street. And I bought everything that I could buy with that $5 and I turned it into 60 that day. So she did like she said that she would. And, you know, sometimes it requires that we trust people where we can't trace them. And I turned $60 into $600 by the end of the week. And it's been that same money that I've been flipping for the last 17 years. I built this business with no debt. I built it with no experience in the business. I built it with no knowledge of the product. And I built it losing the house that the bakery exists in right now today. I own it. And I've been able to set up a trust fund for my grandchildren to be able to have it, you know, upon my transition from here to there. And I'm so proud of what we've been able to do as a family, me and my children, when we were supposed to drown, when we were supposed to be left behind, when we were supposed to be continuing to live and lack and to continue to want. God said, no. I already cried twice because mm-hmm. when you hear the truth, there's no words. There's just tears. The tears are the recognition of the truth. Mm-hmm. And so I thank you for bringing truth here. Mm-hmm. And the grace, I think it's mm-hmm. grace that is the most true thing is that we forget that we are given grace just for being. Ooh. And if you are willing to remember and then to allow the grace your whole life is different there's a little sign i write in a journal says don't forget to remember don't forget to remember 
all the places that I brought you from. Like, and grace has been a word that, you know, has followed me. I just wanted to be graceful when I walked into rooms and things like that. And with those words that you just said, maybe that's what it was all about. The grace that I was asking God for was connected to my memory of where he brought me from and the grace that I was willing to give to others because of what he had done for me. And that if I would be in the business of people, that he would fund my plan, that Uh, I would fund his vision in the business of people, that he would fund my plan to move my own needle in my own personal life. These words with this energy in them is what everyone needs to dress themselves with in the morning. It's like, Mm -hmm. yes, you need to put the clothes on and brush your teeth, but you must dress your mind and your heart with this, like your words, the way you say them, the way you embody them. So let's keep going because it's truly like, it. this is truly like a Alice in Wonderland in real time. It's, it's so much cooler than Alice in Wonderland. It's magical in the most mystical way that life can be. So you built a multi-million dollar empire from this level of integrity, of passion, of courage, of yummy, adorable personality, like all these things that you are, those are all part of the ingredients. Tell us what happened. What happened next after it went from $600? Where did it go from there? Yeah. So I had placed a sign outside of my door saying bakery coming soon. And I thought that (laughs) that everybody was going to come and I didn't know that they weren't going to come. And, you know, I had told all my friends and my friends said they were coming. Sometimes you can't just depend on your friends to be your customers. You know what I mean? I had to learn to depend on God. I heard a pastor say this and I thought it was so true. Pray like it depends on God, but work like it depends on you. And that's what I was doing. I was working like combo. it depended on me, <laughs> but I was praying like it depended on God. You know what I mean? And and I remember sitting in my business and I had only made $17 this particular day. And my ex-husband now called me and asked me how were things going. And I'm not ready to open my lips to complain and say, man, I only made 17 you know what? Everything's fine because whatever it is, God sent it. And it's not a surprise to God. And when I got into my spirit that every person that walked through that door was sent, that they didn't stumble on this place, that they were sent by God, then I treated them like I was glad to see them, that God had sent them Almost like there's a Bible verse that says, be careful with your hospitality, how you entertain strangers because you do not know when you're entertaining angels unaware. And I started treating them like that. And that's when it turned around. It stopped being $17 days. I remember 50 and 100 and $500 days. I remember my first 10,000 cupcake order that I in one day. What was that from? Yeah, it came from Lipscomb University. And it was graduation. And I remember, like, how are we supposed to do this? We are committed to always doing cupcakes in a day. Like, you know, we're not going to save these. What are we going to do? And my team was committed. And they were like, can we have food? Can we have drink? Can we play music? Can we do whatever we want? I was like, absolutely. And they locked in and they stayed all night. (laughs) We baked all night and they had a good time. And literally... Back then, we were still living on the property, and they got in the beds, and they took rotation on naps. Like, their their hands were red when they left, but we had accomplished something together, and we were satisfied. Wow. And then from there, what was the next big milestone? I think that that was just a, you know, like a whole trajectory of different things that had happened. I can't say, like, what was... The next thing, except that we opened one of the first food trucks that was in Nashville because I was always willing to listen to what people were asking me to do. And a customer had just moved back home from L.A. and she said, they're doing a thing out in L.A. that they're not doing in Nashville. And I feel like you would kill this game if you would do it. And so 
I didn't understand what a food truck was really, but I had been to New York. She's like, come, let's think about New York. And, you know, and so I started doing research and I, oh, okay. Like a vehicle and you put your store in the vehicle and you can take it. She's like, yes. So I started looking immediately for a vehicle that I could use to put my bakery in. And so we found this school bus and we transformed this school bus into an operating bakery. And we started doing what we call bus stops and people started like waiting for the bus at stops that they created. And so they would reach out to us. So social media was just becoming a thing. They would reach out to us on Facebook and said, we've got 50 people in this office. We want a bus stop right here. And so I would get on social media and say, I'm on my way to this place. Where am I going next? And that's when people were like really, really involved in Facebook and algorithms weren't what they are right now, right? And we were just going around the city, stopping and selling cupcakes. And people were in awe of this thing that this girl from New Orleans had created. And they just wanted to be a part of it. And they were saying things like, it's the best cake I've ever had in my life. And a lot of them didn't know I had never baked a day in my life and that I didn't know how to bake, not even out of a box before I started this business. But when they began to learn that, they began to tack on to my obedience. And what God had told me from the beginning was people are going to pray to me on your behalf and they're going to ask me to make you successful because of your obedience that you have shown me. So now praise God for this indescribable gift that you're getting ready to receive. It's so beautiful. And so much fun to hear that story. And then you opened a brick and mortar. Your first one was in New Orleans, right? No, my first one was in Nashville. Well, your first one was in Nashville. I'm from New Orleans. This is such a wonderful story. I'm from New Orleans and I have two sisters that were still living there. And I called my sister on the phone because I saw myself creating wealth at this point. And it was 2016. I was divorced now. I had been divorced for a year and my one of my best friends was saying, listen, you need to get out. It's time. It's time to unbury yourself. We're going to New Orleans. It's going to be a free trip. Her husband had some business to do. I had never been to the Bayou Classic, which is a major football game. My sons had been pressing me that now that I was single, I needed to understand football and get into it and get ready. And so I was, I was always an obedient student. And so we go down to New Orleans and we start eating around and I start saying, wait a minute, this is our city. This is where we're from. What happened? Where are the things that we knew? We started seeing things that we didn't understand. Like we didn't have chains in New Orleans. There was just, you know, like mom and pop places. Yeah, yeah. But after Katrina, a lot had changed. And it was just like the people working in the places looked like they were cast in the movie to work in the shop in New Orleans, but they didn't know what it was. And that didn't set well with me. So I called my sister on the phone and I was like, sister, look, what if I showed you what I knew and taught you how to fish? Would you fish? She said, I would eat every day. And I was like, let's go. So I brought her here for a month. I started to teach her everything that I knew. And I started showing them about business. They knew nothing about business and they knew nothing about baking, but they came and they learned and they practiced and they went back. And we would go back and forth as long as we had to. Sometimes I would meet them halfway between Nashville and New Orleans with fresh stuff while they were learning how to do it. And we've been there now for six years. And this is the year that our accountants are saying, I think you created something that's unstoppable And it took us that long to get there, but they were fueled by my faith. They were fueled by the people here in Nashville and what they were seeing that they were doing. And the indication for your listeners here is that faith comes by hearing. The more you hear it, the more you see it, your faith can grow. And faith and hope are connected to one another. Faith is the substance or the material that hope is made up and that if you have faith, even to believe in something that you've never seen before, it's enough to go ahead and get your hopes up that it can happen for you. And the indication of knowing that it can happen for you is just seeing me do it. 
Because if God is no respecter of persons, that means that if I've done it and you can see me doing it, then you can have it too. If you're willing to put in what I put in to get what I get out. It's like Obama becoming president was so important for my sons because they could be what they could see. And once they could see what they could be, then they could get determination to go after what it is that they could see. Yeah. I mean, yes, yes, yes. So, so much. Yes. You said something. It was like a very simple, but profound. I mean, you've said so many things that we could just sit here and talk about for for days and days. You said something you said, I'm going to paraphrase. You were like, and then at this point, I could see myself building wealth from this. You said, I want to say that because it's interesting, isn't it? That in the beginning, your ability to open your palms to receive God's grace, you were able to see $5 turn to 60. And it's interesting because you just said, and then at this point, I was able to see myself. What I want to just shine a light on is how you're given this next sort of look into the distance where you can like see the island that you're headed toward. And there's a way in which almost people sometimes get frustrated that they're not seeing the end right now. They're seeing like steps at a time or they're not even seeing the next step. There's something really profound to how you see what you are equipped to see and the next step that you can see that you can actually lean into now, right? It's like when you have a baby, first, you just spend 40 weeks pregnant. It's not like you get pregnant and God's like, okay, tomorrow morning, baby's coming. It's like, no, you're going to get used to this, right? Then you're going to percolate. Then you're going to be considering and intending what is it that you have in store? And then you're going to have, you're not going to have an 18 year old on day one who's got these 18 year old problems. You're going to have a newborn yeah. who has these problems and you can see this far. And then you're going to see the next thing and the next thing. And it's almost this beautiful gift that we unwrap it one step at a time so we can handle. But then there's this way in which we, we want to just keep unwrapping more. Right. So I'd love you to talk about. What does it mean that you continue to be able to see further so that people who are listening right now can really see what's next? Because it's one thing to say, yes, when Obama was president, no doubt that creates representation of what is possible. But at the same time, because that's the moon, because that's landing on the moon, so to speak, and you're learning how to crawl, sometimes we can say, well, forget it. That so far that I dismiss it on some level because I need to see $5 turn to 60, right? Yeah, yeah. So how do we understand that so that listening to you, we can, anyone who's listening can say, okay, God, what's the next way in which you can open the lens for me? Mm -hmm. First of all, I love how you talked about a baby because that's what I often tell people about how how do you know when your business is growing? Well, you look at it just like you look at a baby. It's like, when it's a little baby, I'm not going to leave it alone. And when it's 18 years old, it better leave me alone. Right? <laughs> but how do you how do you know when you're getting to that next step? I think when you're in it, you can't see the story that you're in. Right. You don't know what story that you're in when you're in it. It's only when you get to the next piece of it. There's another Bible verse that pops in my head. That here's the promise of God. You won't know the whole story. Because if God showed us the story and the things that we were going to have to go through, we would quit and give up on the end story that we told him that we wanted. If we saw what he was going to take us through, had I seen what it was going to mean to walk through this thing with no electricity and the days that I had to feed my children the same old thing, in the days in which they never complained about it and said, mommy, we want something else. And the days that I had to scrape and scrimp so that they could have track shoes because they were gifted. And the ways in which I figured out at the last minute, can I get you field trip money? And if I just volunteered to be the mom on the field trip, can I go? so that I don't have to send my kid with money to buy food on this field trip because 
he's not going to eat that and we don't have the money for it. Like these were the things I was going through in my life every day. And it was when another neighbor turned around and knocked on my door and said, hey, I see what you're doing. And there's a program that you could be involved in. Now, it's going to cost you some money, but I think there's a scholarship. Just fill out the application and I immediately become intimidated because they said on the application, you need to have made $250,000 by now. And I didn't even know I was making that kind of money because I was in such debt that I was just like getting rid of debt, getting rid of debt. And I qualified to be in this program. And then I didn't even know that I didn't even need the scholarship money because God always showed up and made a way. Mm-hmm. Whenever I showed up, he was like, catch up. I got more. <laughs> if you speak what you seek, you will see what you said looks like saying, God, will you give me this and walk toward it? God, this is what I want. And you move toward it. God, could this happen for me? And you move toward it. And I never looked back to see what wasn't happening. I only kept my eyes forward for what was happening. And when I got into that program, I started realizing that I should just handle this the way that I handle all things. Because how you show up to anything is how you show up to all things. And so I would sit at the front of the class and I would ask questions and I'd look around the room and I'd feel embarrassed because surely they know what you're talking about. And it's only me who doesn't know. It's only me who doesn't know what a profit and loss statement is. It's only me who doesn't understand what kind of tax accounts I should have and what is this form for, that thing for, what it, it's only me who doesn't understand. But as I began to raise my hand and ask those questions that I needed answers to, people would stop me and say, thank you, because I didn't know it either. I was just going to wait until I got home or. Thank you for asking because let me explain it to you the way that it was explained to me and help me really get a better understanding than the one that the professor gave. And it unlocked an opportunity for me to understand that I wasn't the only one, but I was the only one that was willing to ask questions. Yeah, bravo. That's so true. And I want to say something about so many women that I meet will be so inspired instantly by you because there's what someone says, and then there's who they are. And your inside matches your outside in a way that's so rare and such a blessing. And also what they fight silently is this constant toxic way in which they don't believe that they are enough. And so if I meet somebody who is so kind and so generous that she's always volunteering at church, she's always helping her friend, and she has a talent, she knows how to organize a closet or she knows how to cut hair or she. And I said, why don't you get your first customer? It's like nails on a chalkboard. And you mm. were able to move into that. And one of the things that you said that turned it around for you was seeing each person as being sent. And that turned $6, I'm paraphrasing, into 600 or whatever it was. That is the most mystical part of the whole journey, that beginning. And what would you say to someone who's right there? They just got to employ courage because they don't yet have confidence, right? Mm -hmm. And it's scary to no end to think of going and knocking on the door or being paid. It's like they just go through all that stuff in their head. Why are my cupcakes worth paying for? What if people don't like them? I feel stupid. I don't know how, no, I don't know how to deal with money. Like there's a million reasons why then they will never even begin. So they'll just quit before they start. So what would you say to those women specifically to help them have the alignment to walk forward even in those moments? I would say that there is a limited time to accept the limited time offer. It will always be available to you. And what I started realizing was that little whispers would come to me and say, what if you did this? What if you did this? And as I would let those whispers go away and not do anything about it, I'd see it show up on the other side of town or on TV or somebody else is doing like, I had that idea first. 
Oh, I bet you had that idea first. Why didn't you do it? Because yeah. I didn't believe in myself. And there, there comes a time when you choose life. I was being awakened at 317 every morning by God to talk to me about what it was that he wanted to do. And I didn't know that's what was happening, but I was watching PBS one, three o'clock morning and the man on the TV, his name is Wayne Dyer, was saying the morning breeze has something to tell you. Do not go back to sleep. And I realized then that God was inviting me into something that he wanted to collaborate with me. And when God stopped waking me up, he's waking me up like 3.17, like clock was going off in the park. Boom, wake up, right? And it was like, sometimes I could physically hear an alarm, but there was no alarm. And it would always be 3.17. I remember showing up to talk to God and saying, to God, please don't talk. Because if you talk, I'm running straight out of this room because I am not ready. <laughs> and God showed me how he speaks. He speaks through words, words that are already written in black and white. And the Bible says in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God, which lets us know that nothing exists apart from words. And I'd be sitting there reading my Bible, just opening it to wherever it would fall. And he was giving me instructions on how I was to govern myself and instructions to let me know that he loved me more than anybody else. And I took that to mean that he loved me more than he loved you and them and all of them. But what God showed me later was he loved me more than anybody else could love me. So whatever love I had ever received, I did not know love before the love that I was about to experience right now. And while I still would go around and say, oh, he loves me more than anybody else. He can love you just like that. And that was the thing that turned everything around for me, Kathy, was when I learned that even though my husband had rejected me and he had promised that he was never going to leave, that God was never going to leave me. And that even though all the people who came before me and that my father said that he couldn't love me because he didn't love himself, that even then that God still loved me. And he loved me more than anybody else ever could. And he sent these little children to be loved for me. And when I tell you that my kids love their mother in ways that people envy because I didn't have love like that before. And it was them who I was working for. And it was them who I wanted to be successful for. And it was them who was cheering me right along, even into this very day. They say, mom, when you find out who you are, mom, you're going to take over this world, mom. And they would just cheer me on into the things that they already knew that their mom could do because they believed. And if I was willing to just take a little bit of the fuel that they were giving me, that that was enough to fuel my faith into the place that God was sending me. And that's what I hope somebody else hears today, that God loves you more than anybody else. And that he has called you into a purpose. And all of us were called to a thing. And all of us were given a measure of something that we can use. But what is it that you have in your house? It might not be in your cabinets like it was for me, like butter and sugar and eggs, but it might be on the inside of your wheelhouse, your abilities, your talents and your gifts that you can use to take you from where you are to where you want to be. And the indication that you're watching me right now is that all you have is all you need. I opened this business on a dorm size refrigerator and a KitchenAid mixer because that's <laughs> what I have. I thought I needed a big commercial refrigerator. I thought I needed big mixers. I, I even imagined that one day I would have some sort of like chain of, you know, rolling things to bake all this product. And God even showed me then that I wasn't wrong, that it was going to come, but it was going to come one step at a time. But if he showed me what I was going to have to do to get there, I would have quit on the end goal that I asked him for in the first place. And that's the Bible promise. Right now, you'll only know in part. But then the Bible says face to face. That means when you get before my face, I'll show you more. And in the end, when I come for you in my kingdom, I will show you what it was all about and what made it all worth it. 
what you just said should be required listening for everybody in the world. And the truth is that that is the core wound and the core medicine of the wound is that there is a way in which for so many people, the love they experienced was actually not love. They thought that was love, but it was actually a transaction. It was Mm. actually, if I'm good, I'll be loved. If I'm thin, I'll be loved. If I don't make too much of a fuss, whatever that is, which isn't love, it's an imposter. And therefore, Mm -hmm. self-love doesn't exist for most people. Mm -hmm. And I've had my own journey with that. And then when you get on your knees and realize that you were made by a creator that loves you, period, end of story. That love, love on a level that's not earnable. And you then learn that self-love, you get wings. And you just spoke that over all of us. And that is it. Because all the garbage that people hear in their head, what's underneath it is a lack of that. And look at the smile that's on your face, which comes from that deepest, most consistent, unconditional place of love, which is innate in you. It's what you're born of. And there's no way around that. You have to get that. You have to get that. You can go to any business school and you can learn and da da da. And it's like, if that is missing, you will fall off that road. Yeah. So yeah. that is such an incredible gift. I want to ask you another question though, since you, I just love hearing you speak is what do you think? Let's really unpack it because there are other people making cupcakes and there yeah. were, and yet it lands, right? <laughs> so what's in that cupcake? Why is it that it held water when they can go to the grocery store and get a 75 cent cupcake? They can make them out of a box from Duncan Hines. Why did they buy yours? Because they were sick. We never know why God chooses us to cause a thing to be birthed in, but your obedience is key. I showed up at the time when God told me to show up. I owned my right now in order that I would win. And this is one of the things that I want to share is now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And so if faith and hope go together and one fuels the other, now faith is a kind of faith that fuels this level of hope. And I don't think it's by coincidence that the letters N-O-W are O-W-N. Because all you O-W-N is the N-O-W. And when you realize that all you O-W-N is N-O-W, you will have W-O-N. Oh my goodness. Own your now because it's all you own. The moments that you spend with people in spaces to come here and to learn and to be with us so that you could know what you could do if only you believe it's the only thing that you own. That's because right. when you get up and you turn this off and you walk away and say, oh, that was good. Now, what am I going to do next? Let me go into my car and you realize it's gone. We're watching people lose everything yeah. in natural disasters yeah. that they yeah. didn't expect would ever happen. Right now, today, California is bracing for a hurricane. And they haven't had a hurricane since the 1930s. Yes, correct. And in Louisiana, we're having wildfires. And Hawaii is experiencing devastation. Just devastation. And the only thing you have when you walk out of a devastating loss is the moment that you're in. That's it. To decide, this is not going to take my mind. I'm not going to lose my life. I am going to take a lesson from this. This will not cause me to lose. I will win. 
Because the promise of God, I believe it is in 2 Corinthians, that he always causes us to win. So if we haven't won yet, then the indication that the race isn't over is that you haven't won yet. (laughs) And so if he always causes you to win, that means get ready for a win, prep for a win, no matter what it looks like, prep for a win, because that is your promise. He always causes me to triumph. Triumph is bigger than just a win. Like that's an against all odds 100%. sort of victory. Yeah. Something that I love so much that is so integral in who you are and what you do and why you wake up every day. In reading about you, there's this mission to be a lighthouse to your community. Mm-hmm. And that's not lost on me. And that's so obvious about you. I want you to talk about that because that is so essential to the blessing that continues to come to you, I believe, and also your fulfillment is Mm -hmm. that this was never look at me, but come with me. Yeah. Talk to me about that collective, about why you wanted to thread that into what this is, that it's Mm -hmm. not just selling cupcakes. It's selling cupcakes as a lantern, as a lighthouse. What does that mean to be a lighthouse to the community? I learned in the process that you could only keep what you were willing to give. Whatever you held on to, yeah, that was all you were never going to get more. And eventually holding on to that meant that it would go away if you kept your hand closed. But you had, in order to receive, you had to have your hand open, which meant that you were going to lose things. Okay. And so I was willing to give away what I had in order to receive from God. So I would give to others and I would receive from God. And the biggest reason why I wanted to be a lighthouse in my community was because I was coming, this business, I was building it up in a community where there had not previously been ownership in it that looked like me. Yes. That our community where I I, where I lived, they had been redlined and not able to own in this very neighborhood. And so I wanted to show them what could happen if you believed. There's a Bible verse that says, have faith in God and you can have whatever you say. But first, you got to believe it. And so I believed that if I told others that they would tack on to what it was that I was saying because I promised God if he would make me successful, I'll tell anybody, God, who will listen about what they could do if only they believe. And he said to me, because you have chosen this thing, every place that you place your feet, you will find ownership. And I will do for you what you have asked of me as you continue to go out and tell others what I will do for them also, if they would only believe what I said. And so it was an offering of death or of life, of blessings or of curses. And God said to me, choose life so that your family can live. And listen, this for me is so much more than cupcakes, Kathy. I am the daughter of a man that was born on a sugarcane plantation in 1947. My father was born on a sugarcane plantation in 1947. I stand as a representation of my ancestors' wildest dreams as I am making wealth and building a legacy to leave for the children that are coming behind me in an industry that they were not allowed to make a living. I'm now building wealth and leaving it for my children's children to take and carry on. And so it's not lost on me that they could not do the things that I am dreaming of doing in the places that my granddaughters are walking in and saying, hi, my name is Lincoln Francois. My grandmother is Mignon Francois, and I want that to matter for something. And so the way that I make it matter is I get on here and I tell you. I get on here and tell you about a girl who couldn't bake, not even out of a box. And the dream that I had about what I could do if I believed. 
and how God amplified it and gave me a platform that I could use and tell more people. And you allow me to share your platform to tell more people and they will tell other people and they will get this book made from scratch. Finding success without a recipe and they'll read in it between its lines, the story of a girl who used the science from her background to inform her future about where she was going. And that is what it means for me to be a lighthouse in this community. There was a little song that we used to sing when I was a little girl. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. And that's what I'm hoping to do. Be a girl that has light shining from me, my hair, which stretches toward the sun. (laughs) It's amazing. I'm like just totally in tears. And I think about my grandmother who had to come from Ukraine, like to escape all Mm -hmm. the horrors and was only allowed to ride steerage, like with the cattle. Mm -hmm. She wasn't allowed to be with where people were. Mm -hmm. And then came here and wasn't allowed to go to school past fourth grade. There was no reason for girls to be in school. And now to think of what you're saying, and she used to say to me, my money's on you. There's nothing you can't do. Right. And like that I could, that we understand that we stand on the shoulders of giants and that there was courage that came before us so that we could go Mm -hmm. over the horizon. And it's just, it's so awesome to hear. It's awesome. And uh, it's like, I'm hearing you speak and I'm going to say something so obvious, but it's like all that you've done is just so you can go become the greatest speaker of all time. Like your ability to speak over people is so singular. And so it's like, you're the best pastor ever. I mean, it's amazing. It's like my Angela moved over so that you can step in. And I'm, I'm so excited to watch what you will continue to build with your faith alone, with your conviction alone. It is so massive. It is so massive. So as we're signing off today, obviously we're going to put the link to the book. Obviously everyone should read it. Every person in the world should read it, especially every one who looks like you, every woman, (laughs) any person who has ever felt the feeling of being marginalized and the feeling of being disconnected from that which is our birthright, anyone who has ever felt that should be reading this book and walking forward toward all that really is possible. But as we sign off, what is the one thing that comes to you now when people finish reading the book or they hear your story? What do you want them to walk away with? And what's one thing they could do today, one tiny little thing they could do today to be closer to who God created them to be? Yeah. I want them to count it all joy when they experience trials of many kinds, knowing that these trials only come to increase their perseverance. And when their perseverance is mature and complete, then they will lack nothing. I want them to look at the circumstances that they are in and understand that a lesson is being left for them in that situation that they can use. And that's what I hope that they will hear me say. That today you can say, I'm going to get joy out of this, that this is not going to break me and that I'm going to use this little bit and I'm going to turn this little bit into much. That's been the thing that God has shown me is that if you would count it all joy that when you cry, that I bottle up your tears and then I use that bottle of tears to water the seeds that you've been planting. And from that seed from the ground up from it will spring a harvest of joy. That's what I believe. I believe that tears are necessary primal language that we must speak because no matter what language we speak, no matter what background we are from, everybody understands tears. No matter if we don't speak the same language, if you cry, I know if it's tears of joy, if you cry, I know if you're burdened with something. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groans and whispers that cannot be uttered with words. And your heavenly father hears those things. 
and he supplies your need. And so I would say, first, get on your knees and cry, baby, cry. (laughs) If you got a wail and lament, do that, knowing that God is bottling up those tears. And he's going to use those to water the harvest that is coming in your life today, if you would count on it as being joy. God bless you. Thank you so much for being you. Thank you so much for sharing you. Thank you so much for believing so big and allowing that belief to cover us all. You're such a blessing. And uh, it's so awesome that I get to sit here for an hour. It's like all the medicine I need for the rest of the year. I just got it (laughs) in an hour. What a gift. You bless me too. Like I'd never heard anyone speak that over me to say that I'm walking in the footsteps of Maya Angelou is huge because I was thinking of of a quote that she said, I come in as one and I go out as many. I stand as 10,000. And that's what I hope that everybody who hears this will know. Like we link up together. We walked in here as individuals, but we walk out of here as a team. We walk out of here as a team, as sisters that have locked hands and said, we're going to go and we're going to tell them. And then they're going to go and they're going to tell them. And they're going to go and they're going to tell them. And all of a sudden, it's a sisterhood of 40 million who know what they can do, who are not going to let anything stop them, who are not going to let what somebody said about them be the thing that is the defining moment for what it is that they're supposed to do. We're going to look in the mirror and say, this is what God has called me to. And even though I can't see it, I know that he said it. And because he said it, I believe it. And it is so. And I just appreciate you speaking that over. I felt that in my belly. And now I feel like, okay, God. That's right. And I'm going to tell you, I've sat here with almost 800 people. Some of the coolest, brightest people that you know who walk in this world, who write beautiful books, who say beautiful things, Marianne Williamson, Deepak Chopra, you have, you, you have been given a direct line that when this word hits you and you speak it, it enters the heart immediately. It is so potently from the cleanest place of love that it immediately enters the heart of that who's listening. That. You got to take that. You got to take that. I receive it. It's a new beginning of a new frontier is what I am watching and knowing here. It's awesome. I can't wait to go write that down. That was so good. Like, I only expected to pour out. I didn't expect to be filled. You co-created that because you are available for it all the time. You're available for it. I had a friend who recently had a stroke and from the hospital called me to bless my marriage, left me a message, not knowing that I was going through such a hard time. And I said to my sister, how is it possible? Humanly possible. I said, that's an expression, right? How is it humanly possible that this woman would call me from the ICU, not knowing what I'm struggling with, to tell me I just got the download? Your marriage is a blood. And my sister said, because you're available for God in all ways that she would call you. So it's not humanly possible, but it's possible because you're open, mm-hmm. right? Oh, that's so good. So I'm saying you are so open for the revealed miracle that you will find it even when you thought you came for one thing there's a side of this blessing you know and I just thought I was going to be smiling the whole time because I was on your Instagram and I saw how cute you are so cute like the most adorable lovable force but I had no idea that I was going to be wrapped in this just potent Grace, it's awesome. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to put the links to everything 
tell people where they can find you on Instagram. Where can they go be a part of your world? Yeah. So they can join me on Instagram at mignon.francois. That's M-I-G-N-O-N dot F-R-A-N-C-O-I-S. They can get the book. It's available now on amazon.com. And if they already have it, if they would give me the kindness of a review that helps to propel the book out so that other people can find it. It's called Made from Scratch, Finding Success Without a Recipe. And then they can ship our cupcakes nationwide by going to the thecupcakecollection.com through our partnership that we have with FedEx. That is so awesome. I'm going to get on that. I cannot wait to taste those. Thank you for everything. I hope that you receive it, keep it, keep doing it. It's just the best. Thank you, Mignon. Thank you, Kathy. This is awesome. Wow. I'm so speechless from that conversation with Mignon. She is truly such a gift. All right, here are the takeaways. Number one, every person that walks through your door was sent. Number two, the morning breeze has something to tell you. Do not go back to sleep. There's a limited time to accept the limited time offer. Number three, you have been called into a purpose. You were given a gift that only you can use to take you where you want to be. Number four, you are made by a creator that loves you and that love is on a level that's not earnable. When you learn that self-love, you get wings. Number five, all you O-W-N is the N-O-W. And when you realize that all you O-W-N is N-O-W, then you really have W-O-N. Number six, you can only keep what you are willing to give. Number seven, let it shine. Number eight, look at your circumstances and recognize the lesson that's being left for you. Say, I'm going to get joy out of this. This is not going to break me. I'm going to turn this little bit into so much. Use that bottle of tears to water the seeds that have been planted. And from the ground up, that seed will spring a harvest of joy. And number nine, we walked in here as individuals, but we walk out of here as a team. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you got to hear today's episode. I know that with summer winding down and kids going back to school, things are really busy. And so I so appreciate that you're here. And we have so many great episodes coming out. So please follow along and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening so you don't miss out. And if you love what we're doing, please leave us a review. And if you can think of one person who would be fired up for Mignon's story and her words, I mean, how can you not think of someone who would love this episode? If you can, please send them a link, email them, post about it on your Instagram, because I want everyone to hear about her. She is such a beautiful light. And finally, if you want to join me in my new membership, you can sign up at kathyheller.com slash quilt. We are going to be having gatherings every single week. There'll be meditation, coaching, collaboration, real conversation, and real sisterhood. If you want to join me, go to kathyheller.com slash quilt. Our kickoff call will be next week, September 6th. All right, I'll leave you with a song of mine, and I'll talk to you soon.
so 